The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. To be First Corinthians chapter, sorry, First Kings chapter eighteen, verse thirty-six. First Kings chapter eighteen, verse thirty-six. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. In the olden days, people were afraid to call God by his name. The name of God was so precious, so fearful that find it difficult to call him by his name. Uh, when you hear names like Yahweh, like Jehovah, um, they, they hesitate to call him by that name. So they look for alternatives. And uh, one of the alternatives is to call him God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. Here we find Elijah wanted to pray, and uh, we have a lot to learn from this verse. As a matter of fact, we can't finish that verse today. We will continue that verse next Sunday, if the Lord tarries. And one of the most important things we have to learn here is the fact that you don't just go to God and begin to command him without, first of all, worshiping him first. You have to worship. You have to eulogize him. The Bible says, I will enter his gate with thanksgiving. I enter his court with praise. So you don't just go in there and begin to... I mean, even when you are entering the presence of somebody who is important. You are saying your majesty or your excellency or your eminence, etc., etc. So how much more the maker of heaven and earth. So Elijah presented his prayer by starting with Lord God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel. That's a bit we are going to look at today. First, who is the God of Abraham? 
Well, if you read Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3, you will notice first and foremost that he's a God of choice. There were lots of people in the city where Abraham was, but God just picked Abraham. God just said to Abraham, Abraham, of all the people here, I've decided to focus attention on you. I'm praying today that the God I serve will focus his attention on you. It's a God of choice. In John chapter 15, verse 16, John 15, verse 16, Jesus Christ said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I have chosen you. The God of choice. And then, number two, you notice it's a God of surprise. Because Abraham was just minding his own business. When God surprised him and said, Hey, Abraham, we're about to do something new. You are getting out of here. I'm taking you to somewhere you don't even know. God of surprise. In Isaiah 43, verse 19, Isaiah 43, verse 19, he said, Behold, I will do a new thing. I pray that God will give you a pleasant surprise this Sunday. Amen. And then, of course, number three there, you notice that it's a God of blessing. Abraham, I will bless you. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, Proverbs 10, verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord make it rich, and I did no sorrow. Abraham was nothing. When God called him, <laughs> it wasn't long when he became something. Because God is a God of blessing. And I, on behalf of my Father in heaven, pronounce on you, listening to me today, God bless you. Amen. He's a God of greatness. He said to Abraham, I will make you great. I will make you great. Oh, David said in Psalm 18, verse 35, Psalm 18, verse 35, he said, Oh, Lord, it is your gentleness that has made me great. If you ever become great in this world, uh, you owe it to God. And as the Lord lives, as you continue to serve this same God, this Holy One of Israel, you will become great. Amen. And then he went on to say to Abraham, he said, ah, you're going to be a blessing. He said, I will bless those who bless you. He's a God of overflowing blessing. When he blesses, he blesses overflowingly. You know the story in Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 7. Luke 5 from verse 1 to 7. When God blessed Peter, he caused so much fish, it overflowed 
into other people's boats. Overflowing blessing. And then he went on to say, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. He is a God who is a defender of his own. Moment to become his own. Anyone who tries to fight you will be fighting God. Because if he said, those who bless you, I will bless them. Those who curse you, you don't have to answer. God will take over from there. You know, Proverbs chapter 26, verse 27. Proverbs 26, verse 27 says, those who dig a pit will fall into it themselves. If they roll a stone, it will roll back to them. That's the promise of God. It's written. It's not something we argue about. And it's a God who is a lover of the whole world. And I want to remind you of a promise he made, particularly early this year. He said, the redeemed Christian church of God belongs to me. I can take care of my own. And I will take care of my own. Don't forget that. He has spoken. It is settled. Now he's a lover of the whole world. Because he said to Abraham, I'm not just blessing you for your, for your own sake alone. Through you shall the whole world be blessed. The Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 16, John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know who is that begotten son that he gave? Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 says, Jesus, the son of Abraham. Look it at it there. The promise he made to Abraham, he fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Who is the God of Abraham? Is the one who is a name changer. He changes names. Genesis chapter 17, from verse 1 to 5. Genesis 17, from verse 1 to 5. And verse 15. He changed the name of Abraham to Abraham. And Sarai to Sarah. The God of Abraham is the one who will change whatever is in your life that is hindering your destiny from being fulfilled. He said to Abraham, hey, you are, you, you, we are calling you Abraham. Who will change your name to Abraham so you can become what I want you to become? We will change the name of your wife from Sarai to Sarah. I pray for every one of you whose name is walking against, 
that God himself will inspire you today to change that name. Oh, you may say, what's in a name? Like one poet said, a rose called by any other name will smell as sweet. Uh, that's what the poet said. Sad the scriptures. The name of Moses means drawn out of water. Watch the history of Moses. And you see water, 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 water. Changing water to blood. Opening the Red Sea. Making bitter water sweet. And when he failed to get to the promised land, why? Water. <laughs> We're talking of the one who rules by decree. That is the God of Abraham. Genesis 18, verse 9 to 14. Genesis 18, from verse 9 to 14. Is the one who has been promising, Abraham, you are going to be the father of many nations. Then one day he said, hey, Nine months from now, Sarah will have a son. He changed from prophecies to decrees. I pray for every one of you who have been expecting the fulfillment of one promise or the other. May that promise become a decree today. Amen. Who is the God of Abraham? Is the God who can reverse the irreversible? The unchangeable changer, the one who can reverse the irreversible. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Romans 4, verse 19 says that when God was speaking to Abraham that Sarah was going to have a son, the womb of Sarah was dead. Dead wombs don't produce, but not with God. The God of Abraham can make dead wombs come back to life. He can reverse the irreversible. Who is the God of Abraham? The God of Abraham is the great provider. Genesis chapter 22 from verse 7 to 14. Genesis 22 7 to 14. Isaac said to his father, Daddy, we are going to worship God. I can see the knife, I can see the wood, I can see the fire. Where is the lamb? The father said, God will provide. And he did. The God of Abraham is the great provider. I pray that every need of yours will be met today in Jesus' name. God of Abraham is the God of generational blessing. He's a God who doesn't just bless the father and leave the son alone. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 15 to 18, Genesis 22 from verse 15 to 18, God changed what he said in Genesis 12, 1 to 3. In Genesis 12 from 1, from 1 to 3, he said, Abraham, through you, Shall the whole earth be blessed? In Genesis 22, 15 to 18, he said, Through your seed, I transfer the blessing to your seed. The God of generational blessing. That's the God of Abraham. 
And then he's also the God of Isaac. Who is the God of Isaac? Of course, I'm sure you, you can answer that one straight away. The God of laughter. Genesis 21 from verse 1 to 6. Genesis 21 from verse 1 to 6. Because that's the meaning of Isaac anyway. The mother said, God has made me to laugh. And everyone who hears will laugh with me. I pray that from now on, in the name that's above every other name, you will never know sorrow. God will fill your life with laughter. Amen. Laughter that others will share in. God of laughter? Are you saying God laughs? What? Psalm 2 from verse 1 to 4. Psalm 2 from verse 1 to 4 tells us that, hey, don't worry, let the people in the earth continue to make their plots against the child of God. He said, the one who sits in the heaven shall laugh. Oh, when I became general overseer, you know, we were living in that era when uh, the teachings around them was that if you're a true Christian, you must look serious all the time. Um, thank God we have learned a little more now. Now, I remember those days at Ebute Meta when we were doing Sunday school, group by group, and I would be going around watching everybody to make sure things are going properly. And I would leave my office determined to be serious. General Vasya is coming, so everybody must, you know, be serious. And as I'll be going, I will see little children, and I can't resist them. <laughs> Hello, my little one, and I will laugh, I will smile. I will get back to the office and say, oh, God, look at you now. And you're supposed to be serious. Until God himself showed me, even me, your father, I laugh. Oh, what a deliverance. I remember one of my daughters came to me around that period too, after God delivered me from not having laughter allowed in my life. So, Daddy, what's, what's the problem? No brother has ever come to me to say, how now? I said, my daughter, do you want to hear the truth? He said, yes. You want the truth? I, uh, she said yes. I said, if I were a brother, I don't think I would come to you. He said, why? He said, you are always looking morose. You're looking as if you have just finished a fight. Smile. Begin to smile. <laughs> she was shocked. But then all of a sudden, she smiled. And lo and behold, I didn't even know that this girl was beautiful. Because she was always frowning. I thought she was, uh, you know, she wanted to show that she was holy. 
Less than a year later, she was happily married. May the Almighty God put a smile on your face. That's the God of Isaac, God of laughter. He's the God of first fruit sacrifice. As the God of Isaac. Genesis 22 from verse 1 to 2. Genesis 22 from verse 1 to 2. God said to Abraham, take your son Isaac, your only son Isaac, offer him as an offering to me. God of first fruit sacrifice. John 3.16. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He's a God of first fruit sacrifice. That's why he promised in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, Proverbs 3, verse 9 to 10, he says, You honor me with the first fruit of your increase and see what I will do. Like I've shared with you before, God gave his only begotten son so he can become the firstborn of many brethren. He sacrificed his first fruit, and today he has more children than the world can count. God of Isaac is the God of first fruit sacrifice. Is the God of the living sacrifice. The God of total surrender. Because when Isaac got to the mountain top with his father and the father decided to bind him on the altar, Isaac didn't struggle. He surrendered. And you know what? God spared his life. God is the God of the living sacrifice. Romans 12, verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. He expects you to be a living sacrifice. Totally surrendered to God. In living, in dying, I'm yours, Lord. The God of Isaac is the God of multiplication. In the same Genesis 22 from verse 15 to 18, Genesis 22 from verse 15 to 18, God said to Abraham, In blessing I will bless you, but in multiplying I will multiply your seed, Isaac. It will interest you to know that Isaac was the first one to have a set of twins. Genesis 25 from verse 21 to 26. Genesis 25, 21 to 26. So I decree to all of my children, trusting God for the fruit of the womb, get ready for twins in Jesus' name. And the Bible promised in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 7, Isaiah 61, verse 7, God promises you double for your trouble. He said, for your shame, you will receive double compensation. Who is the God of Isaac? God of Isaac is the one who rewards obedience. In Genesis 26 from verse 1 to 6, Genesis 26 from verse 1 to 6, the Almighty God told Isaac, don't leave this land. Stay here. When there was famine in the land, he obeyed. 
And that's why God prospered him in the land. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Who is the God of Isaac? The God of Isaac is the God of harvest. Of a hundredfold harvest. Genesis chapter 26 verse 12. Genesis 26 verse 12. Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Who is the God of Isaac? God of Isaac is the God of continuous increase, continuous greatness. Genesis 26, from verse 12 to 14. Genesis 26, 12 to 14. Isaac sowed in the land. He reaped a hundredfold in the first year, and then he waxed great, and he went forward and grew until he became very great. That is the God of Isaac. And he's also the God of Jacob. Who is the God of Jacob? The God of Jacob is the covenant-keeping God. Genesis 28, from verse 10 to 16. Genesis 28, from verse 10 to 16. The Bible tells us that when Jacob was running away from his brother Esau, and he got to a place, got tired and fell asleep, and God appeared to him. He said, I am the God of your father Abraham. And the promise I made to Abraham, I will fulfill in you. He ignored what Jacob had just done because of his covenant with his father. He's a covenant-keeping God. He's the God of transformation, the God of Jacob. is the God of transformation. In Genesis 32, from verse 24 to 28, Genesis 32, from verse 24 to 28, he changed the name of Jacob to Israel transformed him from being a cheater to a prince. Is the God who is the unchangeable changer, the God who can change death to life, who can change enemy to friend. In Genesis 27, verse 41, Genesis 27, verse 41, Esau promised, as soon as my father dies, I will kill my brother. But because of the encounter that Jacob had with God in Genesis 32, by the time we go to Genesis 33 from verse 1 to 4, Genesis 33 from verse 1 to 4, the brother was coming to kill him, embraced him, and kissed him. God changed death to life for Jacob, changed enemy to friend for him. 
Whatever God has to change so that you will become what God wants you to become, may it be done today in Jesus' name. So who is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? He is the great deliverer. Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10. Exodus 3 from verse 1 to 10. He said to Moses, I've come to deliver Israel. Tell them I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is a great deliverer. What's the conclusion? Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. Galatians 3, verse 29 says, If you are a Christian, then you are of the seed of Abraham. Meaning what? If you are a Christian, every blessing that God pronounced on Abraham is yours. Every blessing that God pronounced on Isaac is yours because you are of the seed of Abraham. Every blessing that God pronounced on Jacob is yours. If you are a Christian, if you are not a Christian, you don't know what you are missing. Which is why, of course, I'm going to give you an opportunity straight away. Change your ways. Surrender to Jesus Christ. And then you too can claim to be of the seed of Abraham. And Abraham's blessing shall be yours. Shall we pray? So if you are listening to me and you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ today, I will pray with you. The Lord will save your soul and you become of the seed of Abraham. So if you call on him now and ask him to please have mercy on you and save your soul and receive you into the family of God, the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he will grant your request now. Shall we pray? Almighty God, I want to thank you once again for your word. And I want to thank you, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, because you promised, and I know you are a promise keeper, that whosoever will come unto you, you will know wise cast out. All those who have decided to come to you today, please receive them, save their souls, write their names in the book of life. Let them become part of your family. And Lord God Almighty, I pray not only for those who are giving their life to you now, but for those of us who have already given our life to you and are sincerely serving you. Every blessing of Abraham, please give unto us. The promise of blessing, overflowing blessing, the promise of greatness, the promise of being a blessing to the whole world, the, the promise of blessing those who bless us and cursing those who curse us. All these promises, Lord God Almighty, begin to fulfill in our lives today. Yeah. Thank you, my Father and my God. In Jesus' mighty name.
we have prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.